Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tom Kang. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. Hey everyone, hey Liquid Church, I'm Pastor Tom and I want to welcome you and those of you watching online to Liquid Church where today we actually cap off what has truly been an epic series for us, Detour, a series where we've actually taken a good hard look at those moments in life when things don't exactly go the way that we had planned at first, where you suddenly find yourself sort of scrambling for a plan B. For instance, uh, you know, maybe it was just supposed to be a, a routine examination, maybe an annual medical checkup, a physical, but, but now, now all of a sudden your doctor is like talking to you about different options for surgery. Or, or maybe you've been at the company for over 20 years, but, but this particular Friday, your manager wants you to visit him in the office, and you know that this is not going to be pretty. I mean, what do you do when life doesn't always turn out the way that you have planned? Believe it or not, this is actually a common theme throughout all of the scriptures, As a matter of fact, many of you already know this, Pastor Tim has done an incredible job the past three weeks uh, walking us through the path of God's Old Testament uh, people, the Israelites. You've seen this map, it's in in the back of your Bibles, you remember it as a kid, and they, they actually, these people, they made their way out of slavery from Egypt into the promised land, but not, of course, without so many significant detours. In fact, how many of you remember this little pop quiz here? Uh, This was actually a journey of only how many miles was it? 250. Somebody said that. That's that's exactly right. 250. About the distance between here and New England England Patriot territory, right? If you're a Jets fan. But that's not that long, right? And and this 250-mile journey was only supposed to take about 11 days or so. But the Israelites got caught up in this huge detour. And so instead of 11 days, how long did it take? 40 years. Now, I don't know about you. My wife and I, we've taken a few road trips before. Yeah, I may have gotten us lost once or twice. But 40 years? 
I mean, come on. I mean, there, there comes a point. Hey, Moses, just pull over and ask for directions. But you know something? Today, we, today we're going to see those same Israelites. They finally reach the promised land. I mean, they have arrived. But do you know what happens once they actually get into the promised land? Let's just put it this way, okay? Think of it this way. How do you think that the natives felt once these foreigners, once these Israelites show up in their land of milk and honey? Do you you think they just sort of like roll over and just hand it over to them without a peep? I, I mean, would you do that? I mean, I certainly wouldn't. No, you see, even in the promised land, there were going to be some big battles. Because even during the biblical days, if it was something worth keeping, then it was actually something worth fighting for. But here's the deal. God promised Joshua, who became the leader after Moses, God promised him this. Joshua chapter 1 verse 5 says, No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. In other words, God says to Joshua, go out there and get some, all right? I've got your back. And every single place where you step your foot, I'm going to make it yours. Oh, sure, you're going to have to step out in faith and you're going to have to fight some, but don't worry, I will be your strength. And this is actually great news because as we learned last week, this was going to be a fight to the absolute finish, especially with the land crawling with all of Israel's sworn enemies. You got the Canaanites and the Hibites and the Jebusites and the Amorites and the all over the place, right? But you know something? There's this one sequence in the Old Testament book of Joshua An epic battle where Joshua leads the Israelites in claiming a region of the promised land away from the enemies of God. And some of you are like, oh yeah, I know this story. It's like when when Joshua leads the battle at Jericho, right? And the walls come tumbling down. Yeah, I saw the veggie tales. I I, I know all about it. Actually, no, no, no. This, This is actually a different story today. Instead, turn with me to Joshua chapter 10. It's found on page 155 in your Bibles here. Uh, and this is where we're going to find the Israelites taking some serious ground. In fact, they've, they've actually already conquered Jericho. They've, they've gone through the people of Ai, and now they're fighting the five kings of the Amorites. And, and now watch, watch what happens next. In Joshua chapter 10, verse 12, it says this, On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O son Stand still over Gibeon, O moon, over the valley of Agilon. See, the Israelites were desperate because they didn't want their enemies to escape by the cover of night. And so Joshua makes this outrageous request to God in front of his whole army, in front of all the people, and he says, God, make the sun stand still. In other words, Joshua asks for something supernatural, supernatural to happen in this desperate situation. Folks, have you ever prayed a sun stand still prayer? You know, maybe you're in a relationship today and it's just, it's hanging by a thread. We've actually heard from so Many of you, through those connection cards that you have in your hands right now, so many of you hurting in this area, and things, things are actually just getting worse and worse and worse for you. Like, like, if you could just reach the point of being civil 
in this relationship, that would be a win, let alone something great, right? It's like the sun is setting on your marriage, and you need the sun to stand still, if only for a moment, to, to let you catch your breath and for something good to happen, to give you a chance. What is your sun stand still moment? Or, or, or maybe, maybe for you, there's a loved one in your family, and, and the sun is starting to set in, in his or her life right now. There, there's some sort of health issue. And the days are waning and the sun is going down in their life and, 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 you're, and you're like sort of clinging to those last days for them because maybe, maybe this person whom you love, maybe they don't know Jesus yet. And you're just like wishing and you're just hoping, oh my gosh, you know, if, if I could just, if just one day I could just present the gospel in a clear, clear way, if they could just understand, if, they, if, the, if the sun would just shine just a, a little bit longer in their life, you would just feel so relieved, but, but it's not happening and the sun's starting to go down. And it honestly, honestly, it like scares you. And so you need a sun standstill moment where their eyes would just be like opened to who Jesus Christ really is and all that he's done. And so you're, like, you're praying, oh Lord, please, please don't let them go yet. Please don't let the sun go down. What is your sun stand still prayer? Or maybe, maybe you're like that couple I was talking to just this morning and, and they've been struggling to honor God with their finances they're like, you know what, this whole tithing thing is just, I, honestly, Pastor Tom, it is so hard. You know, our unemployment, it like just barely got extended. We have no idea about our health coverage. And, and, and honestly, like this is kind of embarrassing, Pastor, but we're about to lose the house. So, so we like totally need the sun to stand still in our lives. That's, this is what they're saying. They don't use those words, but this is what they're saying, right? Because if everyone starts to collect at once, they might be out in the desert again. So they need the sun to stand still today. Do you understand what I'm saying here? What is your sun stand still prayer? See, folks, Sun standstill prayers by nature are desperate prayers. Y'all ever been in a desperate situation? You, you, you're, you're asking for the supernatural to happen, right? I mean, natural, natural is for the sun to, to like come up around 6 a.m., to, to hit its apex at 12 p.m. around noon, and to go down around 6 p.m. at night, right? Unless, of course, you live in Jersey and it's winter. Then it's 4 p.m. and you're, and you're like all depressed. But anyways, that, that, that's, that's natural. But this is a supernatural request. And that's exactly what Joshua is asking God for. A supernatural prayer request. So notice what happens next in verse 13. Look at this here. So the sun stood still. And the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies, as it is written in the book of Jasher. Some of you are like, Psh, oh, gosh, Pastor Tom, see, this is why I can't trust the Bible. This is why this whole Christian thing is just a bunch of bogus to me. Everyone in the 21st century knows that we live in a heliocentric universe where the earth actually revolves around the sun. It's not the other way around. This is all a bunch of hogwash, right? But, but. Guys, just, this is where I would want to interject here just for a second. Friends, if you're actually, if you're hung up on this, then you are like totally 
missing the point. Because this is simply a poetic description of a historical scientific fact. And if you really, if you really want to think about it, if you consider yourself a thinking person and you really want to think about it, then it's actually not that big a deal anyways. Is it for God, the creator of the universe, to actually hit pause? Right? He created the heavens and the universe. He created the solar system, the Milky Way, the galaxy, the stars, the heavens and the earth. It's not that big of a deal for him to actually hit the pause button. And so the passage actually continues there. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. Verse 14, there has never been a day like it before or since, a day when the Lord listened to a man. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Folks, let me ask you, what are the seemingly impossible things in your life that God wants to accomplish What are the things in your life that seem like impossible obstacles preventing you from going where God is actually leading you, preventing you from doing what God would actually assign for you to do? What is the impossible obstacle in your life, the impossible situation? Because I don't know about you, but my Bible says the God made the sun stand still. In other words, he actually reached into the solar system and hit pause for Joshua in order that Joshua might accomplish exactly what God had in mind for him to do. And so if nothing else, this reminds me that there is no such thing as impossible with God. In fact, later on in the scriptures, in the New Testament, Jesus actually puts it this way. He says this throughout the Gospels. He says, what is impossible with men is what? Possible with God. Let's try that again. What is impossible with men is possible with God. That's right. Some of you said it like you mean it. Folks, I mean, do you, do you actually believe that? Maybe, maybe like you know it here, but it's actually disconnected from right here. Some of you need to hear that again today. What is impossible with men is possible with God. And so the fact that the sun actually stood still, the the sun, I'm talking like the sun, 1.3 million times the weight of earth, the sun stood still for a day. And you know what? That may be impressive and all, but do you know what really gets me excited about this passage? Do you know what really revs my engines about this particular passage? It's the fact that God chose to perform this miracle in spite of a huge mistake that Joshua had met. uh, He had made this huge mistake a chapter before. Yeah, you see, the whole reason why the Israelites were even in this particular situation to begin with was because Joshua had led his people into a bad alliance with the Gibeonites. This was something that God specifically told Joshua, don't do that. But Joshua did it anyways. You and I would never do anything like that, right? You, you and I would never deliberately do something we know God would not have us do, right? No, we all do. 
And, and we start to wonder why. Why we find ourselves in a bind sometimes, a, a detour, one where we feel like nothing but a miracle is going to help bail us out of it. And that must have been exactly what Joshua was thinking. He made the stupid mistake, but wouldn't you know it? That's exactly when God provided a miracle. Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O son, stand still over Gibeon. So the sun stood still. The sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. See, folks, we have a God who turns mistakes into miracles. We have a God who turns mistakes. He actually delights. He actually specializes in turning some of our biggest massive mess-ups into miracles. Miracles. And so honestly, the fact that God made the sun stand still, to me, that's actually not that big of a deal. He, he created the very heavens and the earth for crying out loud. So, so pressing pause, again, I'm thinking for God, not that big of a deal. But to realize, check this out, listen to me now. But to realize that you and I actually have a God who would do all of that in spite of our mistakes, even because of our mistakes. That there's a God who is willing to turn my mistakes into miracles. Now that is a God that I want to follow. That is a God that I can get excited about. Is there anybody else here with me on that? Yeah? Amen. Amen. Yeah. I mean, who else here could go for a God who can actually, he can make the sun stand still and transform our lives' mistakes into miracles? You know, i got to just share with you, you know, as a pastor, I sometimes get a front row view on the lives of people and, and the mistakes that they sometimes make. And I was actually visiting someone uh, from Liquid uh, who was in prison. Yeah, we, we have people at Liquid who make mistakes. We're, we're a church of un, uh, imperfect people. And uh, I was visiting my friend here uh, who comes to Liquid. Um, I was visiting him in prison. And... Uh, I remember walking into the Morris County Correctional Facility, and I don't know if you've ever visited anyone who's been incarcerated, but the first thing that they make you do when they walk into that place is there's a locker right by the front door, and you empty everything, your watch, your keys, your telephone, your belt, everything. It goes into this little locker, and then, and then they pat you down, and then they put you through this whole you know, metal detector, and then you know, someone escorts you down this long hallway, and there's a guard in the middle, and, and you come to this window where the person that you're going to visit is going to show up, and, and, and this window is like at least like four, five, six inches thick, and there's a telephone. It's not like you can talk through. There's a telephone there, and, 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 my, and my friend comes out, and, and I just I, I, all like chained up, you know, and, and it's like, like this orange jumpsuit, and, and I'm looking at his face, and he's just like so... He's so broken. I, I, it was weird because I'd never seen him this way. He, he's usually like, you know, and he, was just, he was a different person. And, and he picks up his side of the phone and I, and I pick up mine and, and we start to talk and, and we start praying. And, and at the end, he just, I'll never forget what he says to me. He says, Pastor Tom, you know, I, I admit 
I made some stupid mistakes. And, and, and I'm not talking about time. I'm willing to do the time. It, it, I'm not talking about that. I know I made stupid mistakes. I'm willing to do the time. But, but then what? Is, is my life wasted forever now that I've made these mistakes? Or can God do something about it? See, folks, my friend was looking for a God who can make the sun stand still in his life, who can miraculously turn his mistakes into, into miracles, into something good, something meaningful. And you know something? You and I, we all are looking for that same God. And some of you, some of you, because I know your stories, you shared them with me, and, and some of you, you I haven't shared it yet, but I know that some of you listening today have been on a long detour because of some poor decisions that you've made. Sure, maybe they're not the kind of decisions that land you up in the, in the correctional facility, right? But, but they're the kind of mistakes that, 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 that you know, like in your heart of hearts, you know that you long for God to make the sun stand still in your life. In your heart of hearts, you know that you long for a God who would somehow transform, not because you're worthy, but he would somehow transform your biggest mistake into the greatest miracle. I mean, you need a miracle. You need the sun to stand still in your life. But you know, maybe, maybe you think that you're not worthy of that kind of miracle. Maybe you think that you're not worthy of that kind of God. Well, I got news for you. You're not. Neither am I. Neither is anyone here. In fact, none of us is worthy of that. We, you and I, we, we can't merit God's miracles. Did you know that? In other words, we don't earn the miracles of God. We can't, like, push God into a corner. He's not like a genie in a lamp, okay? It doesn't, it doesn't actually work that way. But, but, but here's some good news for all of us. God actually does freely offer his greatest miracle to everyone here. See, one more time. He, he makes his greatest miracle available to every single one of us. And I'm talking about the gift of Jesus Christ who offers his life for yours. He's willing to make that trade. In fact, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible that actually summarizes this tremendous miracle, this greatest gift offered to everyone. It, it summarizes it so well. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, the gospel writer John actually promises everyone this. He says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, see folks, God... God, here's the great news. God is in the habit of transforming our mistakes into miracles. And, and nowhere else does he do that more thoroughly and more clearly than at the cross, where Jesus turned your greatest mistakes into the miracle 
of eternal life, of renewed life here and now even. So, so whether it's the sun standing still or the son of God standing for you in your place, we have the kind of God who makes mistakes. He takes them all and he turns them into the greatest miracle. Remember, nothing is impossible with God. Do you know something? This brings me to our last point here. And, and I love, I just, I love that we get to end our detour series this way on, on this particular note. Because you know what? Sometimes life doesn't always wrap itself up nice and neat with a nice pretty bow. Sometimes, I mean, the truth is, right? I mean, the truth is life is sometimes a little bit messier than it can sometimes appear on a Sunday in a worship service at church, right? In fact, some of you I know, I know from your stories, from the look on your faces, that, that you've been sitting patiently for the past three and four weeks, sort of nodding your head and, and politely agreeing, oh yeah, you know, that's, wow, that's an interesting point. You know, fear and faith, they, they have the same definition. You know, let God go first. Oh, that, that's, that's awesome. Mistakes into miracles. Oh, that's wonderful. But, but somewhere in the midst of all that, you, you like hear these whispers in your head. And these whispers, they sort of clamor words like, yeah, yeah, but what about? Yeah, yeah but, but what, about, what about the businessman who does all the right things? He does, he does everything right. He's ethical, he's moral, full of integrity. He does all the right things, but his business still tanks. Or, or, or yeah, but what about, yeah, what about the, the, the relationship that never recovers? I mean, the wife, she stays faithful to the, to the end. She prays and, and she remains faithful and she prays for reconciliation. But, but the guy just, he still leaves her. I mean, we can think about all of these, yeah, but what about sort of situations, right? In, in fact, maybe, maybe you have an example today in your own life where you've prayed to God. You, you have prayed just like Joshua did for the son Please stand still. But instead, the sun's just gone down. It, it just sort of keeps sinking and sinking through no fault of your own, just, just events beyond your control. That, and it just keeps forcing you further and further away from your dreams. And, and you know, of all these detours, of all these detours, I got to say, because many of you have shared so many of them, all these, yeah, but what about moments, None have been so heart-wrenching as the one that Pastor Tim shared a couple of weeks ago where someone wrote on the back of their connection card this prayer request. This was their son stand still prayer. This is what they're praying to God. This person wrote this. Please pray for my husband and I as we prepare for the birth of our son who is not medically expected to live beyond a few days. We want to talk about a sun stand still moment. I mean, I can, as a father, I can only imagine the ache and despair that these folks feel as they desperately plead to God for a supernatural healing of their unborn son. You know something? I know this because, because that connection card was actually written by my friends, Jose and Kristen Moravi. 
Some of you actually, you may know Jose. He, he helps out with the cameras here on Sundays. And, and Kristen, Kristen serves many of your children downstairs at, at Liquid Kids. And, and this is their story. Once we realized that we were making the other decision, um, Anna, we, we, in between laughter and tears, we, we just felt like there was a huge weight being lifted. We weren't afraid anymore. Um, it just felt right. And I guess once you, you feel that you know that you're doing God's, God's will, that this is the right thing to do, then, then even though the challenges are there, we're not going to say they're not there. It just, uh, you know, there is no fear. You know, this baby, even without being born, how, what an impact he's had in our lives. And, um, you know, that, that God can work through that life. We've seen already how, you know, God can use a life even, you know, so small. And I guess that's the biggest challenge, that we don't really know what's, what we can expect. Um, if the baby lives and uh, through uh, the pregnancy and, and, and is born, um, he will only survive um, days. Um, letting God um, take us uh, day by day and, 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 and just hoping that he will give us the strength uh, as we move on. Um, and just now thinking about it, it, it you know, it, I'm sure it makes me sad. It makes me a bit uh, upset just to, to think uh, um, that we're not gonna um, have that much time with with the baby. It's the hard part when I think about that. You know what it'll be like, um, kind of saying goodbye to the baby. You know. Um, It'll just be so much easier to have God, God make that choice. And, you know, the, that his timing is best. So when he says, you know, he's ready to take the baby, then that's, you know, the right time. He will give us the strength uh, as we move on. Um, and just now thinking about it, 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 
you know, it, it makes me sad. It makes me a bit uh, upset just to, to think uh, um, that we're not going to um, have that much time with, with the baby. It's the hard part when I think about that, you know, what it'll be like um, kind of saying goodbye to the baby, you know. Um, It'll just be so much easier to have God, God make that choice. And, you know, the, that his timing is best. So when he says, you know, he's ready to take the baby, then that's, you know, the right time. say after something like that yeah, I, I remember uh, talking to Kristen before a couple weeks before we shot that video and you know, she was sharing with me how <laughs> one of the hardest parts uh, for her during this season of life is um, especially now that she's starting to show uh, is how random people will just come up to her and just, you know, with joy and, like, congratulating her. Yo, you know, you must be so excited. I'm so happy for you. And, and she, like, doesn't know how to respond to that. I mean, who can, who can blame her, right? I mean, when, when, you're, when, when, when you learn that you're carrying a baby who's not medically expected to live, beyond a few days after the birth, there are no words. And, and if there was ever a situation that begs for a sun standstill moment, this is it. And you know, I, I, I've prayed with the Moravis and, and we've asked God to do a miracle here because we believe that God has the power and that nothing is impossible with God. That, that he who made the sun stand still, who knits this child even right now in his mother's womb, that he would somehow, please God, won't you please reach out and heal her and touch her womb is only you can do and do something supernatural. But folks, listen to me right now. Just listen to me. Whether or not God intervenes in a physical way, Please do not miss the miracle that's already taking place here. See, Jose and Kristen were counseled by medical professionals, by their own doctors, to abort this unborn child. And honestly, honestly, terminating the pregnancy makes sense, medically speaking. Right? Most couples in that same situation, they would have done it in a heartbeat. I mean, there, there's no question. And who could have anything but compassion for anyone else in that situation? It is an impossible situation. Words absolutely fail. 
But in the midst of them become, be, being told that there is no hope, listen, there's no hope in the midst of professionals telling them to abort, to end things, they actually chose life. They chose hope. They, they chose to act in faith. They chose to believe that no matter what happens, whether the sun stands still or the sun goes down, that God goes with them. And even though it hurts and they can't understand why, they are trusting, they are praying, they are choosing to believe that God will somehow use this tragic situation for their own good and for his own glory. Isn't that amazing? So folks, you tell me, you tell me right now. Let me ask you this question. Which is the greater miracle? That God would heal their unborn son or that this young couple would actually choose to give him life, to trust God, to bless him, and to trust him through anything. Folks, that itself is a miracle. Do not miss it. That doesn't happen today. That is not normal. That right there, that choice is supernatural. Remember, remember now, what brought Jose and Kristen to our attention in the first place was their prayer request, right? But here's the thing. I only read you the first half. Here's the second half of what they wrote, right? They wrote, please pray for my husband and I. We prepare for this this, uh, birth of our son, medically expected to live beyond a few days. Thankfully, they wrote, thankfully, we have felt God's presence with us on our journey to parenthood. See, some of you are shaking your heads right now, and you're asking, you know, how is that even possible? With God, all things are what? Possible. That's how it's possible, because with God, all things are possible. And so, and so even when a, when a tragic, impossible situation happens, your worst fears come true, and the sun goes down, the sun, Jesus Christ, yeah? The sun goes with you. See, folks, whenever you pray, a sun stands still prayer, you, you need to understand how this works, right? You, you need to remember how God works. Some miracles are up in the sky and they're for everyone to see. They're as plain as day. Other times, he answers them with a miracle that happens right here on the inside where no one can actually see. So again, you tell me, which is the greater miracle? That God would heal their son or that God would lead this young couple to choose, to, to, to choose life. That, that God would heal their heart. That, that Christ can be trusted. That he can actually be trusted to give his supernatural peace in this most devastating situation. That God would give this young couple literally clinging to God by faith and, and with this courage to choose life over death, no matter how brief that life may be. They're they're knowing and trusting and believing that even though they can't see it right now, God will somehow use this for their good and for his glory. Folks, the faith that God has given Jose and Kristen is a miracle. That's the miracle right there. The sun is standing still over them. The sun, 
Jesus Christ is standing guard over their hearts and minds right now, giving them a peace that surpasses all understanding. That is supernatural. And, and he's doing that to remind everyone here, may you be reminded, if you're facing an impossible situation, that the sun may go down, but the sun goes with you. In fact, why don't you say that out loud with me here. The sun may go down, but the sun goes with you. Folks, God can be trusted. He is good. He is faithful. He is holy. And this is actually a holy moment. And Jose and, and Kristen, I got I to gotta say to you, we, we can't thank you enough for showing all of us what true faith, a living, breathing, defiant faith that sees Christ in the crisis, what that kind of faith actually looks like. We are humbled by your faith. And folks, I don't know what situation in your life seems impossible today, but, but the life of Jose and Kristen Moravi is living proof that God, with God, all things are what? Possible. We are praying. Let me tell you something. We are praying for their baby. We believe that God can heal their unborn child. But, but even if he chooses not to, even if he chooses not to, our faith will not be shaken. Why? Because we know that this situation is as close to God's heart as it gets. See, remember now, at the center of our faith is a cross, a reminder that, that, that our Heavenly Father knows exactly what it means to lose His Son. If you want to think about it this way, think of it this, even though the Moravis, they have no choice, but God, God actually did. And when given that choice, God still gave his one and only son, Jesus Christ, out of love for us so that you and I would never have to be alone again, no matter what life throws at our way, no matter what detours there are. So, so to all of those of you out there who have put your trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to know that the son goes with you every step, every day, day by day, likewise. To everyone listening on all our campuses, we're, we're going to ask God to perform a miracle. I, I, I'm going to ask God in faith right now to meet you wherever you are as only God can. I mean, you, you may be facing a situation that seems impossible. Maybe you walked in today and you felt like just overwhelmed. And, and you need, quite frankly, you need a miracle. You need the sun to stand still in your life. You need supernatural intervention. So in a moment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to stand. And, and that's how I'm going to pray. But, but wherever you pray, whenever you pray a sun standstill prayer, I want you to remember this. Some miracles, again, are visible. They are up in the sky, and everyone can see them. And other times, other times, God makes the sun stand still in your heart. And he does a work on the inside of you. So again, which is the greater miracle? That God can heal your situation? Or that God can heal your heart and actually lead you 
through this. He can do either. And that's exactly what I'm going to pray for right now. Won't you join me in prayer? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just want to thank you right now for Jose and for Kristen and the entire Moravi family. Father, we are just humbled by their courage. We have no words for their pain, and yet we, we are inspired by their faith. We ask you, the author of life, to bring life to their precious son. Do what only you can do. We ask that the son would stand still, and we ask that your son, Jesus Christ, hold them in the palm of your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And now I just, I just want everyone here to, to keep your eyes closed and your, your heads bowed and all of our campuses. Let me ask you, let me ask you this question as your eyes are closed and your head is bowed. If, you, if you're sitting here today and you want a sun stand still moment in your life, would you take a step right now? Would you stand up right now from where you're sitting in your seats? Right now, just go ahead and stand up right now. There you go. See that person right there? Two, three, four right here. That lady over there, go ahead, stand up all over here. Awesome, awesome. Take that step of faith right now. Awesome, amazing. All over here, okay? We're going to pray right now. Jesus, you know every situation here. This is like impossible to us, but you know every situation. But we believe all things are possible with you. And so we're asking for the impossible. God, we're asking right now that you would heal relationships, God, I, I don't know. There's, there's like 20, 30 people here standing up. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's marriages. Pray that you would resurrect marriages, that, that you would fill some financial holes in here, that there would be physical healing. We want to see the sun stand still, and we want to give you all the glory there. And even, God, even if we can't see the miracles in the sky, I ask that you would perform miracles in our hearts, each heart, each person who is standing in faith right now, Would you bring them through this trial? Would you give them the peace that surpasses all understanding? Wrap them in your loving presence and let them know that you have never been closer than you are right now at this moment. That that at the cross, you endured our suffering. And that by your blood, we receive your life. Bring them new life right now. Every single person standing right now, give them fresh faith, fresh hope this second. Every single person here, we pray this in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. All those who believe, won't you say it with me now? Amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.